another fucking installment of the best podcast in the motherfucking world. Unmotherfucking hurt. Everything worth my heart is out. I'ma give it up and let it go. Mama said if this really goes, boy, you come back to me. All in my heart like no one knows. I'ma give it up and let you go. And if my heart is really yours, boy, you come back to me. I like the fact that Rick Ross started. I like it's for it's weird because like. I can't remember who said it, but they were talking about uh, Kitsy Ghost in relation to Pusha T starting Feel the Love, like the intro, and like how b- crazy of a decision it is to have another person like start, be the first voice of your album, which is like a pretty bold move. But I like the fact that it was Ross. Like he's just got that tone. It makes it feel more grand. Like you had the intro at the beginning with the. It was like what her Iman. It was like it was Iman her pregnant like, and she was having a baby. Wrapping a towel that around shit the made, baby. That shit made me yeah, stressed. Some shit I like didn't that. like that. <laughs> it was so unimportant. It was. Yeah, I didn't. Everybody I didn't was get like what going crazy for it on Twitter, but I didn't see it at all. Um, but yeah, then you then you get Ricky Ricky Rose, um, you know. So y'all like this Tiana? So like y'all like the Tiana project? The What's the name of no. it? I didn't say all that. Damn, we just <laughs> intro. We talking thing. about one song, the album. Which was a very appropriate title because honestly, probably my biggest critique other than the length was just that it's very unfocused as a project, um, in my opinion. <laughs> so wait, you bigged up her name just to kill the project? <laughs> I was not getting ready to kill the project, man. That's just a, that's just my main critique. All right. I thought it sounded. I thought it sounded uh, good. I thought the production was pretty good. Um, Tiana, like she had some some good highs, but then she had some like kind of mediocre tracks which is like almost inevitable on what a 23 song project um the features were there were really no like huge standouts you're tripping no 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 outside the erica badu outside the erica badu feature um i, I still think that ross feature was see. a standout shit the ross feature was the ross feature was i like the ross I didn't feature, like him big first Everything else was pretty pretty pedestrian. Like I wasn't really a big fan of the Big Sean feature. You didn't like that Kalani um, record? I like the Big Sean feature too, surprisingly, and I hate Big Sean. The Kalani record was okay. I'm, I'm not saying I didn't like these features, but they were just like I, I did. I did not. There, I like, didn't like these features. I didn't like Iman Shepard's 16 year old <laughs> delivery. Like this is my first time rapping. I'm gonna make my voice super deep, go super slow. Nah, that was that, <laughs> that was, was sick. <laughs> I hate it, Iman yeah, Shepard's delivery. I don't know. I, I thought it was cool. But yeah, Iman, I could have won without Iman's verse. Like, that's what I'm talking about. I'm mad they made a whole video with Iman Shumpert, too. And I'm more mad that the new video with Iman Shumpert that's only been out a week has more views than, like, the high-budget video that she put out a month ago where she looks like Michael Jackson in Smooth Criminal. I don't know if y'all have seen that preview. It's like she's in a suit or whatever. I think it's the video for Bear With Me. But... <clears throat> I didn't watch either. I mean, the I mean, solid you, videos because we know Tiana, like, she's a performer, like, a real artist. She's going to put all that effort into it, which is why I can respect the album and kind of give a little bit of leeway into some of the songs kind of being unfulfilling just because, like, I think, like you said, based off the name to the album, I think this is kind of like the first project she really had a lot of, if not full, creative control over. Um, that so was, I can f- I can fuck with it on that on that tip. That was actually my biggest like like 
complaint, I guess, was the fact that she had full like, creative control. I think everybody who like knows Tiana Taylor knows she's like a creative genius. She can dance. I think she directs. She can sing. She can do whatever. But I think she had too much control on this. So you ended up getting like scattered sounds. Like there was a point where she sounded like Rihanna. There was a point where she sounded like Kalani. Like she sounded like so many different things. That was like she needed somebody else to wean in her own creativity. Like it was just so much going on on this album. I would have to agree. Uh, that's why I was just saying, based off the name, the cover art, if this was the direction she was going for, then I thought like she achieved it. But the album, like like I mentioned earlier, was just largely like unfocused, and it was just kind of too much in one in one sitting. Um, that's just kind of like how I feel personally. Like it was just twenty three tracks. There was really nothing. Like, this wasn't really a concept album. It was just kind of like an album where Tiana's, like, creative and she's making her own music. This is not, like, how it was on her last project where Kanye's, like, notorious. Or but at see, least she's accused I, him of... That's why I like the like project, though. Limiting her creativity. So I, I can appreciate it from that standpoint. She's getting everything that she wants to do out. But like Taj mentioned, maybe, like, somebody, some R&R or somebody who could, like, really just say, hey, like, we don't need this many or... But that's the but that's the thing like is Tiana is like she's mentioned her like grieve it like her gripes with the whole Kanye era or whatever, like I think it's fair if anything for Tiana to say like nah I want to show everybody what I can do on all these tracks because to her I think this still might feel like her coming out album like this is still like she still has shit to prove you know and like. I don't. I think. Mm-hmm, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that Kanye project was kind of like a half introduction to Tiana, and I think this is kind of the introduction she um, she wanted. Cause like some of these songs that had more of like the Afro beat, like reggae, reggaeton kind of rhythms on them. Like Not I didn't bad, know. Bitch. I didn't know she was capable of that. Cause we didn't get any of those flavors on on the Kanye project. So like in that sense, I like the fact that she gave a lot of diversity on this project because at least for me as a fan of this new era of almost oversaturated like R&B between men and women like I think Tiana still is at a place where she's kind of trying to prove herself um to stand in contention with all the other R&B artists on top the LMAs the Kalani's the Janae's and stuff like that um I have two points quickly first I was just gonna say that like that's kind of the problem was that there was just as an album, it's kind of hard for me to be crazy high on it off the strength of as an album, like it's just not I wasn't that satisfied. Like it was it was too long. Like I mentioned, it was kind of all over the place. Now, individually, like there are songs that go make the playlist. Like there are songs on here that you really like, that the production is great, Tiana performances is, is great. And nobody's like trying to downplay those songs, but it's like the other songs that just made the album feel very bloated and then second I, d- I definitely do agree with your point where like that first GA project was more so just like a little teaser a little taste of Tiana and this is kind of like the main course like this is really her coming out project so that's why it is also hard to like kill the project because it's very clear that her intention is to kind of show her range and show like what direction she might want to take her music in the future as opposed to having like Ye's creative direction and Tiana like serving to I don't know, like she's the vocals. Right, exactly. That I felt that's why I feel like that was kind of a half intro. 
and then this is really like more of her formal introduction because like i'm right now i'm just looking through youtube and she shot like videos for probably at least five or six of these records which is like a lot um for album promo especially in quarantine and stuff like that so like i don't know i can i can respect the fact that she put everything out there um i think this is just definitely i think it's so high in numbers for the same reason that migos was putting 27 songs on their album in like 2016 or whatever i think she's just trying to build her base and hope that i mean because there is something for just about everybody on here so like i think she's just trying to tap into as many different audience bases as she can and just build her base that way because i feel like there's still a lot of people that don't know about tiana whether like they didn't look deeper into that fade record that came out on pablo like in 2016 or what but like i feel like, like if you're not a tiana fan after her last project i don't think she's gaining many fans off this one like if you didn't know about tiana from her 2018 project you're not like popping up as a tiana fan after this i feel like that was the project because it was so short and it was like so concise it was very like, easy to like, get into it like, was it was easy to become a fan after that project that's true that's very true too i think there's definitely advantages to have it for both sides also, having I mean, the Kanye yeah. co-sign is never going to hurt. I mean, if, if we're going to compare it to that first project, I just thought, like y'all said, it was just very, it was just a very potent offering. Like, there was really no wasted space. I thought Kanye did a good job to compliment her with, like, some real, like, soulful, um, like, deep, luscious production. And that just really suits, like, Tiana well. Like, she was able to really take the spotlight. Where I felt like on this project, she, like, Tiana kind of got lost for me. Like I was just, it was just all over the place. Like I was, I was tripping over the production, or I was tripping off how she sounded like this artist, or I was just like, "Hey, this too commercial." Like it was just, I was just all over the place. I like the album. It's definitely one of my favorites this year, in terms of just consistently good music. But, um, what else dropped this week? That was kind of a long segment. Pierre Born dropped his like fourteen song deluxe. The Life of Pierre, TLOP4. We got Listen what? To it. I did. I was a big fan of TLOP4. I did not like this deluxe at all. Really? I liked like probably two songs. Well, TLOP4 took like a week to grow on me, so I'm going to give this a chance, but I didn't really I, like it that much. Because I, I even went back and listened to like the original version of the album, and I still love that version, but I don't like any, like probably two of these deluxe songs. Again, I feel the other way around. I think I like the deluxe more than I like the original. More than I like the original TLOP. That's crazy. Um, the original is way better. I, I think the best songs on the original are better than the best songs on the deluxe. Because of the deluxe, it kind of feels like a lot of leaks. Like that style. Like, I hate to say that leaks almost have a style of like sound. at, But like they sound more leakish. Like more base level ideas that weren't like fully tapped into i don't know if that makes sense but like um you like that yeah for pierre like because one thing i like about pierre's music is like how it flows and i noticed because my, my first listen was in the shower and like it might have gone through like damn near every song on the deluxe and like it didn't even feel like i had just listened to long like, showers <laughs> nah, that's no Pierre. Short song. It was like it was, it was like it was like ten minutes, and it might have gone through like five, six different songs, but you don't even really notice because like 
the transitions yeah, are just probably so the best clean. transitions of anybody I could think of. His sequencing probably him is, and like Tyler. That's crazy. Like that shit is crazy. The sequencing is crazy, and I just feel like, um, like the the sounds were a lot more similar on the deluxe. But I think that's what I like more from Pierre. That kind of focused, almost like that replacement for Cardi, um, filling that void. Um, so I don't know. I liked it. I love his. So tags. it's basically a whole new album. I it's, didn't. It's, I didn't, it's I didn't basic. Listen, so it's one hundred percent a whole new album. All right. Yeah. That's good because what. Uh, Life of Pierre Four drop last year, right? Yeah, like exactly summer. last year. That's what I'm saying. So like a whole year later, I would have been surprised to see him like re-release the same thing with like a few extra songs. Do y'all think um, he's doing this long deluxe thing for his out of his own will, or do you think this on is his own accord? On his own accord, or do you think this is from the label basically forcing him to put all these new songs on this deluxe so that? he can't make another album and add it to his album deal or whatever. Because, you know, label signing artists. A, Go ahead. I think it's a quarantine thing. Because he um, started, like, teasing these in, like, late April while we were, like, a month into quarantine. He started, like, teasing the whole idea of a deluxe. And then, like, right before he dropped the deluxe, he was like, deluxe is dropping. Then after that, it's TLOP5. So I think this was around the time that um, TLOP5 was supposed to come out. But he was like, no way I'm about to sell during quarantine. So I might as well just drop like a collection of these leaks and throw it on the TLOP4. And mm-hmm. like not even like call it a project. Yeah, because that's, that's the thing. We heard like he's, oh, I mean, if people know Pierre, he's been one to promo his shit damn near like Cardi. Like he'll promo it years before you hear anything. Like TLOP4 was promoted forever before it finally came out. Um, so... I know that before quarantine, he was talking about TLOP5 a lot, and there wasn't too many rumblings of a deluxe. And then you're right, like, kind of in the last month, month and a half, he just started really ramping up the deluxe. But even to that point, I don't think anybody was anticipating, like, a whole new album. Like, do you think this was TLOP5, or at least part of TLOP5, that he just kind of... No, I don't think it's... TLOP5 because I, like we said on the last podcast I remember when he dropped TLOP4 and everybody was like where's the features we need a you and Cardi on a song or something like that and he was like that the features that's TLOP5 I'm gonna have my friends on and stuff like that I just wanted to show y'all who I was as an artist so I don't think this is TLOP5 plus like even like listening to this versus the um actual TLOP4 it sounded like like Pierre's not a rapper by any stretch but it sounded like the verses were even more lazy. Like, he was getting memed. He was like, Jimmy Neutron, I'm Sheen. It was like, made no sense. What, on, <laughs> but, the, on the deluxe? Yeah, he was just saying, like, random stuff kind of throughout. Whereas on the real version, you could hear he was at least, like, trying. Like, yeah, on his deluxe, writing. It was kind of like this one, throwaway that's, writing. Yeah, this was definitely more, like, mumble kind of cloud rap. But that's the thing. Like, that's what I, that's what I fuck with Pierre for in the first place. So I like the fact that shit was kind of just, like, it was a lot more head bop music. Because, like, the first one has, like, the slow slow jams from Pierre, whatever, like, Ballad. Like, that's probably my favorite record on the entire thing. Um, but I don't know. I like the deluxe. I'll, it'll probably, it probably won't stay in rotation for long. But, yeah, Chance, I know you didn't hear it. Just say, I don't think Chance listened to either version. He's been silent. <laughs> no, 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 no. I heard, no, I heard Life of Pierre 4 last summer. Oh, so did you listen to the deluxe? I did not hear the deluxe, though. All right. Well, unheard artist. 
Chance didn't hear the looks. No chance, Tate. Sorry, guys. Let's go unheard artist. <laughs> this is not really no unheard artist. I just heard this song for the first time, even though this bitch came out like a month ago. This that excitement. Uh, PND times Trippy Red. I was pleasantly surprised, so I just feel like playing that bitch. PND times Trippy. PND <laughs> times Trippy. Let's get it. Sex ain't the only thing that's on my mind. But you get me so excited. Oh, oh, oh. Irreplaceable tattoos from your neck. Let's get into this Beyonce Beyonce single. She didn't she didn't even promo it that much. So unless you remember the Beehive, I don't think too many people. You remember the Beehive Vance? That's I'm not. You... I'm not. I'm not. I must say. Vance always is like coming for the Beehive on the on the podcast. I'm not. I just thought that Megan Savage remix was whack. But that's You're that's notorious. old. That's old news. Um so let's get into Dude this. Who thought Beyonce. it was whack then got on the pod and praised it? Chance, this is what you <laughs> Dude, do every five. week. Every single week. What? Anyway, what Beyonce, I do every single week. New music. Black Parade. Is that the name of the record? Oh, I did. I did see those words in combination. I thought that was an event, not a song. So that's how <laughs> I untapped think, then I am. I did think it was an event <laughs> at first too. So um, she dropped a song called Black Parade. Basically, I think celebrating um, black people. It's kind of like a feel good song um, that dropped. Is that was that for um, Juneteenth? Happy Juneteenth, by the way. I think Family it was. Members. I think it was <laughs> on June twenty fourth when this podcast drops. <laughs> Family members. I think it was Juneteenth. Um, but she was saying like a bunch of stuff. Being black, that's the reason why they're always mad. They're always mad. They're big mad. Um, I also heard no talk. <laughs> you making Vance, a song sound so you trash. You're not Vance. going to read the lyrics. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to do this on this podcast. I'm I'm trying to look for. I'm just trying to tell people. Let's that, just start here. Did any of y'all hear the song? Did you hear the song? No, I I didn't hear the song. So well, like, what the hell are we going to talk about? <laughs> I mean, that's why we actually dropped the song. If you didn't know, go tune in. It's about black power. I know nothing about it. Then shut the we fuck up. Anyway, I I catch a little smoke though. On social media. That's what I'm saying. If this nigga want to shut up and let me finish my fucking segment. (laughs) Beyonce was talking about black power, black empowerment, all this stuff, black art, um, like all this stuff or whatever. And she was catching a little bit of flack. Um, Well, in addition to this song, she put on her website links to a variety of black businesses, um, encouraging people to shop black, all this stuff, buy black. And was catching hey. and was catching a bit of flack from people on social media, basically saying that this cop out of just telling people to go and buy black doesn't really have too much of a direct correlation with the movement that's at hand in terms of black liberation. Basically, people were stating that um, buying black and black businesses aren't isn't gonna equate to solving any type of racism in this country if anything it's just gonna exasperate that racism by putting more people in that exclusive class to where they can distance themselves from the majority of black people 
Um, so thinking about that, knowing her famous husband, Jay-Z, um, I saw t- I saw today uh, that Title was hosting a panel, a Black Lives Matter panel with Mark Lamont Hill, who's a former journalist for CNN. And shout out journalism. Um, Mark Lamont Hill, who else was there? Talib Kweli, and I saw Russell Simmons. Didn't um, have Ru- yeah Russell Simmons? Fucking <laughs> Russell Simmons. That's a whole Dodging rape charges. Russell Simmons. Yeah, so Russell Simmons has been. Uh, he's had a slew of allegations from black women, um, accusing him of uh, <laughs> rape, sexual assault, all this nasty shit. I mean, it's a, it's a slew. There's no other word. You're not for nasty. It. You gotta Don't say have it, a slew of allegations. <laughs> you you have to be pretty nasty. Like only Russell got a slew of a- accusations. Like that shit is. You gotta disgusting. appreciate our vocabulary on the pod. We are very articulated young black men. Articulated. <laughs> very articulated. <laughs> anyway, um, articulate. This man, Russell Simmons, had all these allegations. Despite that, he he left the country and ran away to Bali, Indonesia, where he zoomed into this podcast <laughs> panel because Indonesia has laws where he can't be extradited to the United States if he were to be charged with a criminal crime. They wouldn't be able to forcibly transfer him to the United States to be tried in a United States courtroom or anything. So that's already super suspect. Um, he's done a lot he of disgusting guilty. shit. That's, that's he's he's guilty. It's not even suspect. Like he's a guilty <laughs> abuser, and he was put on this panel to talk about Black Lives Matter, and I think like that kind of was just like representative of this bigger thing. I've been talking about like the dangers of all this performative shit because, like, title had him on. And then last week he it was, was on, like two other entities, right? The, yeah, he was on the Breakfast Club last week to speak on these allegations. Like they were giving him a platform to speak on these allegations um, instead of his victims. Instead of his victims, who had no platform to speak on. I don't. I don't even know the victims' names, anything about them. But I know that Russell is living life and chilling in Indonesia because apparently that's what matters. But um, I know the Breakfast Club is owned by Revolt which is owned by Diddy and Title, respectively, is owned by Jay-Z. And I think it was just this kind of interesting thing for me to see that these companies, especially Diddy and Jay-Z, who kind of lead themselves as, like, the capitalist black leaders of, like, black liberation. You know, we always hear stories of Jay-Z paying legal fees or helping Uzi get a new deal with Rock Nation. Like, all, all these things, he's just helping out in the community. And despite all this they still are sympathizing with abusers and i mean more than sympathizing basically absolving these abusers of everything they've done which is just like a a crazy amount of nasty ridiculous shit you know like if it was one allegation of course that would still be that would still be terrible but the fact that there's just so much stacked up on russell simmons right now and not only so are like people, it's undeniable. Not only are people keeping quiet about it, but they're actually giving him a platform to go and promote like other shit. That shit is just crazy. So I was asking y'all, I guess, like, does this change how y'all view Jay-Z and or Diddy and or their causes for this quote unquote movement that they claim to be a part of? Jay-Z and Diddy have I- always been pretty nasty figures for me. 
since um Jay Z had that um line where it was like, uh, less is more, nigga, there's plenty of us in reference to like black millionaires. I was like, all right, no type of time Jay Z on. Then Diddy basically embodies that exact same premise of like, we're rich, but let's keep it where it's just us in this like ballpark. Everybody else can kind of stay down. So I think capitalism like took them a while ago. And then like with capitalism, obviously you're going to promote your rich friends, Russell Simmons being a rich black male, they're going to defend him. So I've always looked at them a type of way. And this is coming from somebody who's probably, I think I've sent in like applications to Revolt and Title. So I've always looked at them a type of way, but yeah, I'm not looking at them any different. I already knew they were nasty individuals run by money. Yeah, I would have to agree with Taj. I mean, I didn't really look at them no type of way to begin with because at the end of the day, like, whatever you want to say, Beyonce, Jay-Z, like, any big, huge celebrity, they're just people at the end of the day, they have vices, they have flaws. Like, they're not perfect beings, and they're fueled by money and greed like most people. Um, But, yeah, Jay-Z and then, I mean, Sean Carter and then Sean Combs, the two Seans. (laughs) <laughs> respectively, are both they've they're both just been notorious for being greedy and almost like, and and then on top of that, not even being greedy or capitalist or whatever the fuck you want to call it, but at the expense of the black community. Um, we look at Diddy, very recent example with Mace. Mace asked to buy his masters back, you know, and Diddy, who has made, I'm sure, <laughs> a load, a slew. An abundance, <laughs> an abundance of, of money of, off of Mace's of fucking money royalties. off Mace over the years, and has probably fucked him financially. Mace offers to buy his own shit back for what is probably a fair price, because I'm not sure how much Mace masters are worth at this point. But in any case, Diddy denied him. And then I think Diddy told him he sold it to like a European dude, right? Like he would have to who who would pay more for it. And like on top yeah, of that, he would have to outbid at, a Europe a white guy for your own masters, like. You look at Jay-Z, somebody who's been suspect from the beginning, but especially with the recent NFL shit where he went on and became like a partner or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And then and they started like cutting niggas' dreads. Backed it up with some really like whack shit. Like <laughs> he backed it up with like these whack initiatives and it was just like, this is so not about actually making shit better. This is so about like you getting this deal with the NFL, making more money, promoting your brand, et cetera, et cetera. So... They've always been shady characters, and to speak on Russell Simmons, that is fucked up, and it just uh, serves to just, I guess, prove or just, there's another example of just how, just black privilege, black male privilege, and how it's just kind of like everywhere. So I guess I feel like we don't even... Normal. I feel like we don't even get this deep in toward, in terms of like talking about this shit, but like... What do you think we even do at this point? I mean, other than, of course, try and get these people convicted of, like, whatever the fuck they've been accused of, get them charged for some criminal shit. But, like, on top of that, like, I saw somebody on Twitter mentioning that Mark Lamont Hill, as, like, an educated journalist at CNN, clearly knows that he had an opportunity to be a journalist and press Russell with hard questions and thinking about why he wouldn't do that i mean i think it's clear just because somebody like russell like you mentioned is so rich and has so much influence that 
he'll either threaten you with actual violence or he'll threaten you with kind of passive violence based like essentially ruining your career making sure you're not you're blackballed in the industry i mean but interviews are always scripted they the artists or whoever's in interview Regar- always no, but, gives a list or of I've, topics that are sometimes most times most times most times for sure but the fact that in this that, instance you got to believe it but that, but Russell that's why, but that's why, I'm, but that's, but that's why I'm confused because he went on the Breakfast Club and he was fine talking about all of his allegations. Well, he was fine talking about it because he could frame it in the way that he wants, and he has two hoteps and Charlemagne and fucking DJ Envy to support him. Two hoteps. <laughs> <laughs> but Come yeah, on, um, we gotta call this shit for what it is, dog. Like we don't do it. It just, it just proves the point, man. We don't do enough job to just check our peers, like. Like, somebody should have checked him on that. Like, that shouldn't have been okay. But. So, yeah. That's, that's that privilege. I don't know. There's I mean, it's just a whole it, nasty situation. I think it just lines up with, I think, our kind of passive theory that these shows or these. Not that they're on the way out, I guess, because Revolt is like a fairly new entity. But the fact that, like, these old heads or whatever and their current ring of, like, powerful black industry executives i think that era of them running shit and calling the shots is going to be over fairly soon um thankfully because this shit is i just feel like it's just so unnecessary like so incredibly unnecessary when you have a black lives matter panel and you're the you're supposed to be the speaking about title you're supposed to be the brand that's empowering black artists the most and you can't think of anybody else to have on the a black prototype lives at that like titles like the what the only black owned streaming services all yeah. the rock nation yeah. all that everything that's affiliated with them is like supposed to be the i guess maybe the blueprint or something that no specifically you know, you su- that the blueprint like beyonce's exactly. music is dropped on title first like jay-z's music is dropped on title first um and yeah then they turn around, they come back, they drop a Juneteenth song, and then they have a uh, sexual abuser on on their on a on a podcast talking about black lives, but clearly not acknowledging black lives of like any black women, like clearly. So I don't know. This shit is just kind of infuriating to me because it's just like, yo, people are acting like nothing happened at all, and like there's graphic detail allegations like these aren't just shots in the dark coming from anywhere like these are corroborated events that took place so shit is just sick shit is sick dog i'm just glad we're all on the same page in terms of saying fuck these super rich rock nation brunch crowd (laughs) that's who it is though it's the rock nation brunch crowd i mean bro money you Even though I might do. be a part of that crowd. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you got invited to the Rock Nation brunch, you wouldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm you got to go to Finesse, but I ain't going there to suck no nigga dick or nothing like that. <laughs> if you had a Rock Nation crazy. brunch, you've already, you've done some sucking already. You and definitely you have done a little bit of sucking <laughs> if you're at a Rock Nation brunch. But yeah. uh, that's a different, that's a different convo. Um what else Thanks do we got? Go ahead and intro your guy. Somebody who doesn't need the industry. Somebody who's broken down the industry. Who's serving as a trailblazer for independence <laughs> for independence from breaking out the industry? You want to intro him? Are you done? <laughs> All right. So back again. Trailblazer. Since I'm the weekly correspondent for 
Daniel Hernandez, a.k.a. Come on, dude. Number we just <laughs> said last week, don't bring him back. Number one on He's the, the charts. Number one. Yeah. According to Chance, a.k.a. 69, dropped his record with Nicki Minaj. What's it called? Trolls? And he claimed... Didn't that, that shit drop last week? I guess it did drop last week. It just The results just came back. That it the was results came back the from the numbers. And all week, people were saying that he wasn't going to get the number one. And... um. Who, what do you he know? Did. He got the number one record. Bro, um, who is listening to this music? Who is listening it to was the bars, and Nicki bro. Minaj collab, that, bro? See, that's the thing. That's what I want to get into next. Like, How do the Barbs support 6 9 That's the thing. His numbers, I think, are, are clearly fake and fraud. And the fact that he's riding this hard on the numbers, like posting multiple videos just about the streams or whatever, like it's a great marketing strategy to have your fake streams and then promote your fake streams so that you can hope to bring in real streams by having your fans want to join in on this listening experience or whatever with these bots so they'll play your album or whatever like i get it i just don't understand it because well you I think feel- it's bots i don't i don't think it's bots no I think it's- i'm i'm telling you it's bots there's a lot of people stre- there's a lot of people streaming the record taj there are but not to the point no, where even, his last, not, not to the point the where record. his last two have gone number one. When this shit isn't getting played on radio, like I haven't heard, like that was the thing on Twitter. Have you? Has anybody heard this song? I can't tell I you what heard the beat song, sounds but like. I've seen like promotion of this song on across several platforms, and I don't know how Six Nine is like breaking my algorithm when I don't engage with any Six Nine content. But like he's popped up on my YouTube recommended page like ten times. So which is what I'm know. saying. I that's what I'm saying. I think which is why I think this whole thing is so ironic with him having the video talking about I beat the industry. Like he is the industry. He's pushing all the promotion like I'm ta- I'm pretty sure these some of these streams are fabricated cuz there's no way he's hitting 250 million streams on a song that nobody has heard. I mean, we can have this conversation for a lot of artists. The baby's song Rockstar has been number 1 since the album came out, and I have, n- I still have not heard that song once. I not have yet once. to hear that song. <laughs> I see that song pop up, and like each week I look and I see it in the top ten. And I'm like, what is the lyric from this song? And like, bro, I can't remember one lyric you know from the song. You know what's crazy is Lil Baby's album. I hate to skip topics real quick, but th- even with Lil Baby's album going back to number one and taking out the Baby's album or whatever, the Baby still had number one song over. The bigger picture by Lil Baby, which I feel like should not make sense. Like, if Lil Baby's album is coming back into the top streaming charts, you're telling me that his new single isn't touching this Roddy Rich the Baby song that nobody has heard. Like, there's a lot of niggas I feel like making up streams out here, but I don't know. I think Six Nine. I think his whole thing is working right now. I think like whatever he's telling people, niggas are eating it up. Um. I just don't really know what his long-term game plan is because, like... Niggas yeah, that's what I'm gonna... saying. I think it's a real, like, flash-in-the-pan type stuff. Because, like, like, that other song... I don't even remember what it was, but that other song... I haven't Gooba? heard any number. Yeah, I haven't heard any <laughs> numbers about that since. So it's clearly, like, falling off. Like, these songs... He's going for, like, these first weeks so he can brag. But after the first week, they're just dying completely. Because, like, nobody really cares. And even the first one had, like, shock value in terms of it being his first song after coming out of jail. But, like, at this point, like, 
Yeah, I don't know. I guess you're right. There's definitely hella barbs that are listening to this shit. But I feel like it's also at, such a high number. I was looking of, at some comment section. It was like, I think it was trending. That's how I saw it. Like, um, last few seconds, something like that. Like, it was the last few minutes to qualify. I saw it was reading comments. They were like, I just bought six merch items. Oh, so my that way God. It could count for this many sales. And I was like, bro, this is crazy. Like, but see, that's why. Like going crazy for this guy. But see, that's why I think that the streams are getting fabricated, at least from the jump. Because, like, if you have the high number of streams and then you promote, like you said, you break niggas' algorithms by showing that, yo, this has 250 million streams. Like, keep running it up. Then that's when you get the barbs to really make it a competition. Like, oh, like, let's keep it going. Let's keep buying the merch. And then at that point, it's way too late because, like, everybody's already fooled. But, I mean, regardless, his shit's getting streamed. Um, I don't really know what to say about any of it, like, at all. Was, we don't have to talk about 6 9 anymore. I just wanted to acknowledge. We had to acknowledge the fact that he made it to number one. We did because he might have can't. He might have. He might have put a shot did out. Not have to acknowledge that fact. We have <laughs> to. We have to respect the king of New York. Fact. We have to. We do not. We have to. <laughs> Chance, I promise you, no more six nine correspondence. Please, until six nine does something else worth corresponding. But <laughs> we can go into another unheard artist. Yeah, can I guess we, I'll do wasn't mine. six nine supposed to be the unheard artist? No, who was supposed <laughs> to play six nine as an unheard artist? I don't know. Taj, continue. <laughs> it wasn't me. Uh, I'll play my unheard artist. I remember we had an episode where we like, um, niggas will shout out the most popular people, but not like their friends who make music. So this is like one of my friends who makes music. Uh, Andre Henry goes to USC. Shout out USC. Fight on. I don't know why we're coming back to campus with a full tuition, but yeah, fight on. Shout out Carol Fultz. Uh, this is Andre's <laughs> upcoming single. Not outside of Carol Fultz. She fucking over us with the tuition. <laughs> Yeah, one with the pen. Bill going up, how I'm roaming again. See, I'm gonna stop, but I'm rolling again. Might be new to this shit, but I'm go with the sin. I ain't gonna talk like I'm doing the bed. On with the kid, I'm pushing the pen. Life too nice, how both could have been. And cops always stop like they know what it is. I don't give a damn, cause I'm finna ball out. Team too good, how we win them all now. Best niggas mad, how they send them all out. And these chicks hella bad, how we hit them all now. Like, call up, we all up. Lot hitting dumb donuts. Long way from in parlors. Bad bitches, she dogged up. Coming for you niggas with a bone in the pig. Y'all should call me a dyke where I roll with the dick. Where I roll through the night. If I catch you, it's clipping. I'm done holding back. I'm the king of this shit. Yeah. yeah. Chloe Halley, Ungali Hour, only selling 16,000 units. Nah, it was 23. In a week. It was 23,000. 23,000 units debuting at 16th on the charts. That is insane. I thought they would it's at least bad, have like that's a not top bad. That's appearance. hell no, hell no. They're not. That's, not that's what I was telling you. They they still have a huge. They still have a lot of mold to break. Um, I mean, this caliber, like this project, was of, of a caliber of at least compared to the shit that dropped last week. That's what I'm saying. They get sleeping. When it dropped, it was it was that good. But niggas really is sleep. But Playboy Cardi's first tape when that dropped, it only sold 22k yeah. first week too. So that's like standard for like people just now starting to break in. That's West Side Gun, right? Sold like 25, 35. He sold like, I don't even think it was that high. It was like 11,000. 22K is I like average for low. like, that's kind of what I expect, but I thought with the Beyonce back, and I thought they would at least move 50K units. I didn't no. think it would be that hard. Because they don't even have like a major single. They don't. Like, they don't really have a single. They're also with a, I think they're also tapping into a very different audience. 
um, like, and this is to further my point with them kind of following Beyonce's footsteps, like, I don't think they're setting up their career to get the streaming bag, like, I think they're getting their endorsement deals, like, they're making sure that their image is spot on, perfect clean, like, you already got Hallie, I think, as the Little Mermaid, so, like, that's already a huge start to their career in terms of endorsements and stuff. And, like, we've seen it work with, like, a little Yachty who had the Sprite commercial and then the Target commercial. Like, they're kind of in it for different reasons, if that makes sense. So, this shit doesn't surprise me, especially with, like, the videos or whatever that they're putting out in their backyard. When I found out that they were doing all these performances from, like, their backyard and they're turning their backyard into, like, a whole, like, set for music videos or whatever i thought that shit was super hard because nobody else is doing that right now like nobody yeah i think that's straight even if they stay in there like twenty thousand to like forty thousand realm they're still gonna make a good career off that like doing shit like because i've seen them a lot across social media even though they're not selling like crazy numbers i've seen people like going crazy over their visuals and like their videos and their songs so like they're getting a loyal fan base then they'll still well, it's quarantine right now, but still, like, they'll be able to tour when they're not acting. They'll be able to do all these shows and stuff like that. So I think they'll be good. I think they're really going to blow up with touring because I know that they sound, like, phenomenal live, apparently, um, together. So I think they're going to definitely make a make a splash with touring whenever that starts back up. Um, what other new music came out this week? Sway Lee's single NBA City Girls album Grizzly, which, But we don't have to talk about T Grizzly about. Yeah we can talk about Let's get the beef Cause I don't think anybody feels like Talking about T Grizzly <laughs> well, We can get to this beef Between generations You guys go yeah, talk about USD, your king USDA prime beef To present to you um, <laughs> NBA Youngboy Versus the infamous Jay Prince Who's like always in scuffles and always involved in some shit that he has absolutely nothing to do with. I'm not sure how Jay Prince finds himself. We're going to stop. We're going to stop speaking Jay on Jay. We're going to stop speaking on Jay Prince at this moment, Chance. Um, Jay Prince, like the <laughs> nigga who graduated like five years ago, still going to high school parties. Like, Yo, can we can we involved? can we stop talking <laughs> reckless like, about like, a nigga like, at Jay, Jay Prince's? Pr- Yo, this is why Chance and Taj. Why does Jay never Prince have be NBA Youngboy's okay. fucking keys that Homer <laughs> took from him? Um, if you didn't know, Youngboy who just dropped a single, I did not listen, but he just dropped like two singles, and then uh, more importantly, he was in beef. If you did not know, NBA Youngboy got his house broken into. I think last week. Um, and some niggas recorded it. They took various items. Uh, nothing really of value, according to Youngboy. They took his spare keys for his, um, <laughs> I think his, his McLaren. They had a key to a whole car. And instead of stealing the car, they stole the umbrella out the car door. Like, what? what yeah, they, took, the they took two Rolls Royce umbrellas and the spare keys to his cars. I can't hold um, you, though. I've seen some which shit is here. Which absurd. I've seen some shit here where niggas really don't know how to start the car. And with a McLaren, I would definitely not know how to start. I mean, that honestly, you have to be dumb as hell to steal a fucking McLaren because who the hell is just driving a McLaren <laughs> around? Like, and where are you about to get that off? You about to sell that? You about to get that off? You about to sell that joint on Figueroa? <laughs> but still, what is the point of robbing NBA young boy who has an entire cold? They wanted ready to a die ransom. behind him, ready to kill. <laughs> exactly. What is the point of stealing two hundred dollars worth of non-essential items from NBA young boy 
like what was no, the no, no. Apparently, I didn't finish the story. They demanded a thirty k ransom for return for return for an umbrella items. for the oh, for the umbrella keys. for the items. But no, at the time, I don't think young boy young boy said they didn't take shit, which he was in the end ended up being correct. But they were like telling them that they took shit and they wanted a thirty thousand dollar ransom. This shit was all on IG Live. Young boy and the people were literally on fucking IG Live. Okay, so um, move forward. No, how saw, does Jay? How is Jay IG Prince? Live. How does Jay Prince get involved? That's the thing. How is Jay Prince involved in this? I'm not sure. Like, oh, so none of us days, are sure. Two, three days. Two, three, no, Jay two, Prince three days said ago. In the, he said it in the video. He was like, "I actually know these young guys. I'll talk to them." Which is like, why do you know these random young niggas? Like, and why did like, they I give to you them. the I set them down. <laughs> I have this stuff, young boy. You can come and get it. It was like, even though he was saying it like, "Here, I did this for you," it still sounded like a threat. Like I handled. He almost this. trying to like son him. You're indebted like, to me. No, he was no, he was shit. no, he was 100 percent trying to son him. I was gonna say we could play a snippet of the Jay Prince. And you, where he's, you gotta feel bad for young boy though, because like nigga was just minding his business and like nigga just decided to fuck with him. I don't like, feel bad. Really I don't feel bad when street niggas get involved in street shit. I didn't feel bad for Young Boy until the second video, cause on the first live between Young Boy and like the robbers, Young Boy instilled fear in these random guys in fifty seconds. <laughs> in fifty seconds, they went from screaming at Young Boy about how they got this stuff to legit apologizing within a fifty second time span, where you couldn't even see their face. And all Young Boy said was, "I'm gonna find you," and they were like, "We didn't yeah, really all, take all that much." All he told okay. him was. <laughs> Yo, that's funny as fuck, son. Like, young boy just turning Liam Neeson on IG Live, and he just got because Google zero. He had a certain, he had a, he had a certain set of skills. <laughs> then Jay Prince that is actually insane. did the video, and then like I didn't feel bad for young boy until Jay Prince just started calling him stupid. That's when I felt bad. Like Jay Prince just went at this man for no reason. That's what I'm saying. It's just like you. it just like nobody fucking with you, but like you just get in some shit that really ain't your fault, and then like your pops just come and like fuck with you about the shit that you ain't even do. So now you just pissed because like it ain't your fault, and then like you got a nigga fucking with you about it. It's like I don't, I don't, I don't know personally. I don't know why Jay Prince. I guess to young boy's point, I don't know why he felt the need to fucking get on social. He's like media the uncle. Like he's like grandiose. the uncle. He's like the uncle. At he the, made like at this the... grandiose statement. He had like a goon next to him holding the umbrellas, and he's like, "You can come get your shit, young boy." And it just like, like sitting wait, he has somebody. Wait, no he has somebody with the umbrella. He has somebody. He holding had a goon it. holding the umbrella, nigga. <laughs> like a proof of like a proof of life, like from Money Heist. He had niggas show the uh, <laughs> make them prove that y'all have the stolen goods. That's insane. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. It's like some shit straight out of movie. <laughs> so he's so basically Jay Prince is that uncle that like pulls up to all the young heads at the cookout playing no, basketball Jay Prince, and asks for a jump Prince shot. Is in like every beef, and I don't know why. Like, why was Jay Prince the center of the Drake Pusha T beef? I mean, I get that one at least. Well, like, I mean, no, 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 no. His money I mean, is his money. Is, money like Drake is Drake. Drake is his investment. <laughs> that makes one hundred percent sense. I but, get that one. The young boy one makes. Zero sense. Yeah, that makes no sense. That was the uh, well. No, the other one too. Wasn't he involved in Meg's Meg the Stallion when she was beefing with her label? I feel like he's involved with every beef. Like not even really involved. Like does Jay Prince have anything to do on a daily basis? Like what does Jay Prince do for a living? Like what does he he makes a lot of money? He's making sure Houston is safe. He's a vigilante. (laughs) He's like Batman. Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Houston's Batman. (laughs) <laughs> oh man, um, yeah, that was just a that was that was just like a comical beef. It's just like niggas picking on young boy and young boy like 
signing so wait wait so wait quick quick do y'all think this is i mean young boy said he was gonna go away get his life together i claim that kind of i said it wasn't true and and i was right wait what i said it wasn't true and i was right wait you said what wasn't true no, no, no. I'm saying, no, no, no. No, no, no. I'm talking about the shit in terms of him trying to better his life, and then shit like this pops up. Do y'all think he's going to be able to make his way towards that path? Like, because we were talking I mean, about him breaking into the mainstream. I don't know young boy personally or what's going on in his personal life, but I don't know. This seems. That's what I'm saying. If he really is trying to do that, this just seems like some like stupid shit. Like this that's seems like I'm some saying. shit that would piss anybody off. Like, why are you fucking with me right now? Yeah. Like if and it was for nothing. Like, if- the niggas really did not steal anything. It was like, it seems to just, like, they just want to fuck with young boy. Like, that was the entire purpose. I mean, that's all. That's, all, that's only what the purpose ever is. It's <laughs> like, niggas know they're never actually hurting the artist's pockets, like, ever. No, but I'm saying they didn't even nah, try young to, hurt it to, like, though. get an advantage. They just took the shit. Like, what did they gain from this? Like, that's no, all, it's, it's, it's literally a flex. Young boy. That's the only reason niggas snatch chains. Like, you're not about to go out and wear Lil Baby's But you was PF flexing chain. my nigga car keys in his Rolls Royce. Uh, exactly. At least then you got a chain. Like, what? You look stupid flexing some spare keys. Hey, yo. I know some niggas who would go crazy to touch young boys' fucking <laughs> keys. <laughs> some spare keys. But, hey, man. We the game is... the game. pray for those niggas. The game, the game is the game. These new criminals, these new thugs, these niggas are a little different. <laughs> I must say. Just got to charge it to the game. Hot VNC3. You think I'm like, like a character on the wire? Like I'm running a drug <laughs> trade in Baltimore or something? You mean on, charge it to the on. game? Let's move uh, on, you guys saw Pusha T's picture with the cops? I did not. As he wore a Trey Song's Black Lives Matter shirt. Oh boy, two L's in the same photo. Uh, I don't even want to speak on it. <laughs> two L's, one photo. This podcast reveres Pusha T. So for me to see that image, it hurt. I w- it didn't even hurt. I was just confused. I was like, "Why are you in this situation, Pusha G?" You don't know. I yeah. The, like, I want to know. And it, it needed one of those like BET rewind features where it's like, "This is how I got <laughs> here." Because I have no clue how you end up with Pusha T with a Black Lives Matter fist up with a police officer. Yeah, this officer. is the nigga that's serving packs. Like, this is the nigga. I don't that, think he has, has one song for two decades about that's not serving. about serving coke. Serving cocaine like the fucking head honcho, according the self-proclaimed fucking Scarface Pusha T himself posted with the fucking police. Then it wasn't even like nigga. he did it with like a black cop, like or like <laughs> some like super buff like nah, juggernaut. It, nah, cop. it looked like somebody who literally just average. got yeah. Nigga, he not cop. even in no body hood. He's in Petersburg. He ain't in Baltimore. He ain't in Brooklyn. He in Petersburg. I don't know what Petersburg does. Petersburg could be, could be the hood where you're from, where they're from. Lord have mercy. I know um, he's I know I he's from no Virginia. Words other than clown, this just makes this <laughs> make what Drake was saying on all them songs. It just makes it so much funnier. Yeah, I like the, the nigga Coke really wasn't serving no drugs. Not hit the little yeah, them Coke bars don't hit the same. Softer. Yeah, I don't want to hear Tragic. you talking about running away and leaving Fed cases cold and leaving the trail cold. I don't want to hear about that because. You're really out here, like out here. But <laughs> this hey, is an man. L donkey of the day. I don't know. Next donkey, next conversation might be the next donkey. You saw the Ja Rule commercial. <laughs> I don't even know what he was advertising. 
It was just four. Yo, everybody, I don't know what it was. Everybody taking an L. Yo, can we please? This man had on no shoes. Can we please clip? <laughs> can we please insert a clip of this of this jaw rule of this jaw rule Twitter video? Cause this shit is, this needs an award. This shit win an Oscar. This shit win right, best. If you didn't hear it, here's the um jaw rule commercial. Edit point. Click. It make you wanna slap your mama. Pop Christos got the best motherfucking gyros, gyros. You ever f***ing ate your life so good. Take one lick, think mm. You got to have Peter's. Peter's. Pop Christos, Peter's. They got everything. I'm going to just give you a rundown of some of my favorites. They got tzatziki. Oct- oh, hold on. Octopod tequila. Well, uh, whatever, but it's good. I, I will- <laughs> Avalon mono soup. Pizza. And they got wine too. I'm telling you, come on down to Papa Cristo's. You can't even pronounce the food. It's so good. I don't know what it, it seemed like one of those commercials that was supposed to be like purposefully bad, but like Ja Rule just has his own reputation to where he can't even do commercials like that. Like you've done too many things accidentally bad for you to do something purposefully <laughs> bad. He's just the king of fucking up. Yeah, um, this is a horrible commercial. Like this is the most low budget, local station commercial i've ever seen so i saw half of twitter calling him a genius and the other half calling him a complete fool i'm personally on the side of genius but i'm a contrarian what? so i want to know where y'all what y'all think i said what i thought as soon as i saw it i sent it to y'all that rappers need pension plans um <laughs> dive into that expand on that expand on that that's an interesting point i mean first like jokingly i think ja Rule should be able to retire like without having to do these type of commercials with the green screen and no socks. I'm saying, right? Like nigga got better hits. than that. <laughs> All of his royalty checks should be hitting better than for him to be able to turn down commercials like this. But on like Dude a got seri- the cookout. Oh, no, I'll let you give a take before I even give a serious take. Go ahead, Chance. You can go. You can Were you a fan <laughs> of the gy- the Jarul Gyros? <laughs> I'm not, bro. This is just a comical commercial. It's just funny. Like I'm going to defer back to Taj. I just, this shit just funny as hell. Like, dude got the cookout <laughs> on lock. He got all, he's got he been having the cookouts on lock since that song came out, nigga. And this he's just... I don't know. That's an L, bro. They got to they gotta take care of Ja Rule. I don't want to see him do this. Yeah, that was my serious note. I think a lot of rappers from that um, time point of, like, before... Like, there was a lot of rappers before the whole artist, like, Freedom, like, that had terrible deals... And now you see him like kind of going out bad. Now that nobody wants to listen to their music, like Ja Rule being one of them. <laughs> like even like oh, not so like Wayne, even because Young Money Radio is pretty good. But like Wayne having to do Young Money Radio when you know Wayne does not want to do Young Money Radio because he got messed over by Baby. Like just rappers having to go out like this in their like late forties when they should be You don't be think chilling, Wayne got money like that? I don't think he has the money that he should have so he's accepting things like Young Money Radio like there's no way Wayne wanted to do Young Money yeah, Radio yeah Wayne has been taking some like really suspect endorsements he got like a, his own weed spot yeah I think a lot of like artists just weren't in the artist empowerment era before then so now they're just like in a terrible space financially so they have to do things like this Ja Rule commercial what was so crazy about this shit is like Usually it's the smaller artists that we expect to go through things like this. But like you were saying, like Wayne 
an artist that was just like basically i mean for y'all especially like god of the rap game for like our whole childhood to like even imagine that he would have to settle for um other little income streams is like crazy so i think i think that's definitely an interesting point because it's like when these artists are at the top like even ja rule was at at the top and like at that time you don't even imagine like you automatically think because of their star status that there's no way like they're always going to make music or they're always going to make money from the music and like that's just not true um i mean kanye's talked about it how he always wanted to start yeezus or he always wanted to start yeezy because he didn't want to be performing jesus walks at the age of 40 like on stage for a bunch of people still trying to make money off of touring um that whole pension idea, you think that would come through like a rapper's union? Like if rappers... I do for sure think rappers need their own unions, but like knowing, like you'd probably know more rappers than me, but of the rappers I know, the ego, I don't see that ever becoming a thing. <coughs> like everybody just thinks they're going to be straight for life. Like I, I don't see it becoming a thing, but I would endorse it for sure. I wish it would be a thing. Um. Yeah, like you said, it's the ego thing. There's a lot of brainwashing, too, done by the music industry. Like, I mean, I don't know if anybody in our that's listening has had any small aspirations of ever wanting to do something related to music. Like, you've literally thought of this whole thing of, oh, like, overnight success. Like, there's a whole term. Like, you're a... a, a like, internet nah, sensation. Yeah, like, an internet sensation. Like, you, you got success overnight and, like... I think the industry sells that to a lot of people and like beyond that they sell the idea that like you can like get this shit like you know it's the normal American rhetoric like grind and get to the bag and like that's how you'll make your money when like in reality like we're all getting fucked by the system and like if we could just realize that that would be a huge step one but like there's a lot like Blueface as he didn't even know like what it like if he was signed to a 360 and then like uh Lil Yachty stating that he didn't know what a 360 deal was a couple years ago like those things those lapses have to get filled in have to get fixed before shit can start but I think a union is definitely the right way to go because it's like I feel like there's no other leverage that artists have over labels to where we can really demand anything you know like unless we stop their money and their money is coming directly from our art so if that stops and the money stops but like you said there's no way there's going to be able to be a collective effort from all major recording artists to stop and put the shit down because that's food off their plates too you know yeah then it's like a whole like rap as a whole there's so many rappers like i i could definitely see labels saying like okay you want to rap you want to strike for this union all right, we'll just promote this other guy, get him on the radio. Like, we don't really care about you. Like, we'll so literally that, pay like. somebody <laughs> to become you. Exactly. Like, I can see that happening very easily. So, like, it's sad, but I personally don't know what they can do. I'm sure there's probably somebody who has a better idea, but I don't know what they can do. Interestingly relevant to what's going on with the NBA and Avery Bradley, as he's about to get replaced with a J.R. Smith signing to the Lakers. <laughs> It's, but this isn't a basketball yeah. podcast. Yeah. Um, I had that whole thing. <laughs> uh, what else is there? Uh, there's upcoming music. That's about it. All right. 
Um, to be completely honest, I have no clue who's dropping this week. Uh, we've got. I don't know if it's this week, but Black has a six-song EP coming. Coming. He said very the week soon. of his birthday. Let's see when week is that. This when? week. Six lakh. Niggas got to guess his birthday. Niggas got to look on Google. Six to find lakh out. birthday, June twenty fourth, nineteen ninety two. So, so this week. Uh, that's today. Maybe this week. Maybe this week. Actually, this was a debate I was having like with myself. I'll ask Chance. Happy birthday, know, six lakh. I know who this guy is. <laughs> who who's better? Well, who's more? Whose future is more bright, Black or Brent's? I think Brent, bro. You think his future is more bright than Black's? I don't know if it, I. I feel like. I like this him is more, difficult. More than black, but black, black fire. I fuck with black. I both I, see them as like the future of male R and B. I think those are the. I think those are the two for sure. I don't know who. I don't know if boys. I think they're also in very different lanes. Like I think. Yeah. I think black is like your extension of Tiller in terms of like really dark, really sad, shit, and then Brent is like. Like your vibe, shit. Like you listen to it, your shorty. Like I don't even know if you really play a lot of black records with your shorty. Like that shit's really that nigga be Chance, sad. Do you play a lot of. I don't. Do have I played black records? Yeah, I have played black records with my girl. She actually cried. So no, I haven't played. I haven't played a black record Look at by it. my girl since. That's then. what I'm saying. Like <laughs> that nigga really be sad. Like really, Sick really like, be sad as fuck. And Brent just be talking about going to London and going to Paris. Like that joint's just like a <laughs> whole different, over Brent. like a whole, a whole different vibe. Uh, Lucky Day announced a new project coming soon. I wonder how many people know about Lucky Day. Lucky Day, New Orleans artist, up and coming. Damn, he's from New Orleans. I did not know that. Check out Paint It. Same high school project. as Frank Ocean. Or maybe not his first, but <clears throat> Paint It. We never talked about that project on here, but I, that was a cool project from last year. So I'm looking forward to this new one. Lucky he's very talented, and he's been, he's been delivering on the uh, features. He had a feature with Kehlani, and he had another feature. Who else was Lucky? He had another project? crazy feature. Was it on the Division album? Uh, I don't think it, oh, I don't know. He did have two crazy I can't even remember, but he's been... Lucky Day, just check him out. Look him up. He hasn't uh, missed. Cool artist. Fire. Lucky Day's not known. I feel like, well, I guess that's just I don't me. think he's I thought Lucky known, Day was pretty known. He's definitely known. I mean, but on we like from the, the hip, place he, where he from, nigga. He's no, no. He's known. No, I didn't even like, like know him off some like New Orleans. But stuff. like the I people who hit to him, song. like know it. But I feel like the average just listener, maybe not. He's he's known and he's known in the big. same hip crowd that like knows everybody else, like Tiana and the internet, Umi and Sir. Like, there's a lot of. I think there's a lot of R&B artists that are on exactly his level to where that helps him out a lot. I mean, he got a whole Grammy last, or I guess he got nominated for a Grammy for Best Traditional R&B Performance. So he's definitely got to be at least somewhat known. Uh, On a completely like other spectrum, we got August Alsina, who was like all everybody was talking about in like 2013. He announced a project. I know it's a lot of like excitement, but I feel like it's a lot of fake excitement, to be honest. But what do you guys think about it? His upcoming project. Uh, nah, August Alsina and K Camp are two different people, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they have two different names. <laughs> I have not been checking, so I do not know what to think. Um, I know a lot of people sympathize with him because I think he was having some like issues. Yeah, like a very serious like. 
I can't even remember if it was like health related or like family. Yeah, it was health related disorder. His health and his um sister died, and he's been like raising her children. It's that too. Damn. Yeah. Nah. I know he's been going through some shit. So I like I'm definitely down for supporting. And I mean, listening to what he's got. Um, I like his music that dropped back in like 2016. Not even that long. I mean, not you even. Get that your soon. freak on to some August. I've seen her. Why, don't ever ask me about don't ever inquire about what i was getting my freak on to in 2016 <laughs> wait that reminds me spotify sex playlist i don't really have a topic but it was interesting spotify <laughs> wait you go have ahead. a spotify account Ty? go ahead Taj. huh you have a spotify account or something no i don't have a spotify Taj account, wants to talk about how he officially published knew. the spotify's official sex playlist curated by taj mayfield I just thought it was interesting how they knew what people were having sex to. I asked you guys, and Chance said it's because people named their playlist Sex Playlist, which is like I did not super say creep that. shit. Oh, it wasn't you? It was Vance? It was one of y'all said it. Nah, no, I think, they might I was, know because... That's why I think, because I think, I mean, oh no, I think it was Chance, but like, that was my idea, like, Sex Playlist. Who? That's so, you're nasty, nigga, if your Sex Playlist is called Sex <laughs> My shit is called You Know the Vibes, which might even be Please nasty. Right no, now. that's even worse, man. <laughs> Mine is called uh, Monday Night Raw. So Whoa! Monday yo, Night yo, Raw. Yo, 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 yo. nah. Can we end this I pod? Do we have it? Yo, who's the last unheard artist? I got like three sex playlists. Chance probably named his after like weed or some shit. Like, My shit corny. Chance, Chance light skin ass, definitely got different sex playlists for different days of the week. Like, he got a I Friday sex playlist. I definitely, I definitely got like Chance, he listened to Future got, on like a Wednesday sex playlist. And then he I got, got the lucky sex day. playlist, I got, performance based. I, I got <laughs> passions, then you and I. Passions is like, that's like the very Wait, basic. one of them is called I You and I, and the other one is called And then Passions. You and I is like intimate. This man's really so. preparing a whole rollout. <laughs> you got the quickie playlist. <laughs> it's <been> disgusting. <laughs> man, you can't, I mean, I'm not going to speak on that on the podcast. One of these days, one of these days we'll get in here. Maybe for an IG Live, we'll do a playlist battle. And see who has the better playlist. Even though Taj probably gonna smoke all of us, so maybe me and Chance Taj have to really work be together. Like sitting carrying his no, shit. Taj be in I'm the barely, lab. I, I Taj be cooking. I, I'm just starting to get on making playlists. Like I'm starting to get back on that shit. My shit's. I just can't keep up with my shit though. Like I be, I be getting blow. Like I be like, I'm not feeling this no more. I don't I know how people thing. have a lot of playlists. Are you a big playlist person, Taj? I got like thirty a, of them, bitches, yeah. but. Like, like, do you mainly listen to playlists or do you mainly no, listen mainly to projects? Listen to I mainly listen to projects, but then like I'll hear a song on a project and I'll like, damn, this be perfect for this playlist. And okay. I put it into the playlist. That's how my playlists grow. How many playlists you got? I got seven. Damn, bro, I got like thirty. I got like thirty or forty, but like not what? that. Many. That's why your playlists are trash. <laughs> just make a whole song I have so many different moods. Like, I yo, just, most people, don't, most people will just have like a chill playlist, but like I have different types of chill. Do I got y'all hear this? Forty. I got solo playlist? smoking. Like <laughs> solo smoking, two so person smoking. smoking. I can three. Y'all, <laughs> I, can y'all, I can give y'all some of the names. I got I got drugs plus sad, ignorant. <laughs> uh. Bonnie and Clyde, that's for me and the wife. Um, happy feelings, that's like old music. I love women, that's a playlist with only women on it. <laughs> I got like a nineties playlist. 
I got like three, four, five smoke players. Okay, so what's the essential, not even chances, because Chance has 40. What's the essential topics needed to cover in a playlist? Because I have mine. I feel like mine are pretty essential. Like, I have everybody mine. Everybody needs a sad, you need the sad boy playlist or sad Very, girl. very sad. You need like crying, like. Yeah, you need the sad The playlist. heartbreaker. See, I don't like sad <laughs> playlist. Sense. I like a sad, I just like, for me, I need just like a sad album. Like if I'm sad, I'll just throw on Blonde from the start. From Nikes and just listen like to I it. One type of sad. No, yeah. Like no. <laughs> My sad is very. I mean, I only got two types of sad. I got Frank Ocean sad and I got Lucky sad. It's like let's see what Lucky's, type of night we're really about to have. <laughs> Lucky's got like ten tracks on my sad boy playlist. I just have my you know the vibes playlist for the misses, which you know is no vibes. specific one misses. You got to change that name. <laughs> you know the vibes. You it's the nasty. Vibes. You grown, bro. Um, <laughs> what's your your shit called? Drugs plus sad. Nigga put a plus sign in his that playlist. That was from like 2017. I don't want to hear it. Emo chance. Emo so chance. So I got that. Emo then music. I have an overseas playlist. You know me, with all my overseas artists. <laughs> That's like, and crumpets. Yeah, I'll call it. I'll call it. I'll call it tea and crumpets. And then I got my bars playlist, which is just like a bunch of Freddie Gibbs, West Side Gun, and like Benny and like Boldy and I shit. The bars playlist. I just be listening. That shit's pretty fire. Yes, um, but that's the thing. Even when you look at bars playlists, like there are different types of bars. They're like, I don't want to listen to conscious bars. I don't want to listen to like conscious bars from like J. Cole or Kendrick and then follow up the Those aren't the same type. Like, nah, I'm talking about bars. I mean bars like yo this like, is really but, a but bar like there are this... certain tracks where them niggas be barred up like even a joy badass he get barred up on some tracks <laughs> but it'll be like about some political shit yeah i must admit like, all so my hard. shit so all my shit music. is uh it's not political it's all drug rap it's coke rap yeah <laughs> wait 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 these are my essential playlists for a smoker if you're a smoker you gotta have the weed playlist the playlist you get high to you gotta have two: the chill one and like the the more hype one. Well, like you feeling good. The other one for real niggas. Chill. That's just the SoundCloud likes. But continue. And no, I'm not listening to no SoundCloud niggas high. I don't want to get a headache. <laughs> um, I put real music on when I want to hear um, such an old head. <laughs> shit when I'm high. Uh, then then you gotta have the the sad playlist. You gotta have a sex playlist. Um, so that's three. Oh wait, what about the workout? Like we haven't even we haven't yeah, even talked about the workout, workout I have playlist. The workout playlist. I got the workout playlist. You gotta have a playlist to ride to to drive to. Like if you drive, like playlists are very important. So is this like the chill driving, or is this like the all? You need to have a chill driving. drive. You need to have like you and you you and your niggas in the car. You trying to shake the fucking trunk. You I have the have aux. Shit. I got the aux playlist. I got the aux playlist. You got to have a 90s playlist. If you don't have some 90s shit, some old school shit. So you is your aux playlist, is your aux playlist safe? Um, is it just, is it just, like, is it just like, you know, you won't get touched in public? Like you got Gunna, you got Travis, you got Some I have safe, like, cause sometimes you get with a basic nigga and they don't know none of them like Cole That's what I'm like, saying. I, that's why, that's why I think that's a, that's an interesting topic we could get into next week about playing music I mean, we could, other- we could delve into a whole episode talking about playlists like we can go on for a minute because i'm i'm confused i'm curious what the fuck y'all niggas play on the aux once you get the aux because i'd be confused because niggas are not trying to hear my french rap let me look i'm about to look at one of my aux playlists effortless my aux playlist isn't it's not the mainstream stuff because like my friends are pretty ruthless on the aux so they'll like legit kick you off after like you get like two misses and you're done 
So it's like all like hits, but like you gotta be slightly underground because everybody wants that recognition of like the nigga saying, "Who's this?" So like, <laughs> yeah. you gotta be slightly underground. Ah, so, so like, like, so maybe like a baby king. Like, ain't nothing like a good old yeah. who's this. Ah, <laughs> but even that, like, like I, got I don't know. Even that king, when you when you look Lancy at the hype Fall. shit, I got um Duke Deuce. Like Duke Deuce is fire for the playlist. He's Ox a playlist. He's a fire ox. Duke yeah. Deuce. I don't know who that is. He's what the f- the crunk ain't dead? From the, yeah, yeah, nigga, that song. I got one called Slow and Hazy. This is one of my like nighttime like production playlists. Like sad. <laughs> so I gotta go to sleep playlist. All over the place. <laughs> nigga no, said the playlist like, I listen got, like, to while I'm sleeping. This got like Always, <laughs> Lucky, like it got some Nav on there. I know you nigga surprised. Um, <laughs> You're the fake. It got 4K Michael. Shout out 4K. He's in my aux playlist. He makes a few appearances on the playlist. Memories is in my aux. Yeah, I got Memories and I got Dead Wish in the loop. Shout out 4K. That joint is Shout definitely Shout out VNC3, executive producer. Ah ha ha ha. I got a therapeutic <laughs> playlist with like FKJ and Samfa and Tame and Kid Cody and shit. This nigga doing sound that, therapy. That's not like a vibey playlist. I'm going to send y'all just a screenshot of like this, my sidebar on iTunes. It's crazy. I got to delete some of these shits. Interesting talk. All right, oh, those, that was us giving us you guys your our essential playlist. Go ahead, get those started. Um, DM them to Vance or Chance on the social medias. They'll rate DM your us your playlist. We will rate your playlist, and I will shout you out, and I will steal your playlist songs. Um, when we back <laughs> together, we'll probably we might do IG live stuff to like help you guys with playlists. I don't know. These are like ideas off the dome, but yeah, last words. Those are my last words. Um. Stay tuned, stealing Chance's last words. I know he likes to say that, but stay tuned because Chance like to say, "Let's get this money." We get back. (laughs) We get back to school in what six weeks, so we got about five or six more episodes. Then there should be some new content. We back on road in right around episode twenty-five. Maybe we can do a special. We'll see. (laughs) Look at this playlist photo, son. Chance last words so we can wrap up episode 19 at like an hour uh, Like VNC, yeah, like we got hella content coming soon. Thanks for everybody who's been fucking with us through 19 episodes. Um, we've been going strong. We really fucking with this shit, having fun. And we just going to keep getting better with the content. More creative content coming soon. More supplemental additional content coming soon. We going crazy. Uh, 2020, this is the year of the shapeshifters. This is the year of the real niggas. The year of the uh, fuck. This is a year of Black Lives Matter. Yeah, everything. We getting this money. It was so many different things you just touched. Chance, before I play my unheard, before I play my unheard artists, do all of your playlists are they all twelve hours long? I'm sorry, bro. This is just a really long one. I just got a lot of just shit. There's so much wrong with this screenshot. But anyway, let's wrap this up. (laughs) Um, USC. Uh, I'm, I was going to say drifter, but that sounds like a horrible word to call Umi. Um, I wanted to make it I want to make it sound like she left USC and like she did on so you. well. She was able to drop out. Yeah, like she's leave. like she didn't. She's not a drop. Like she stunned on USC. She dipped out because they had nothing to offer, essentially. Yeah. Um, shout out to Umi. She just dropped a project um, 
I don't know exactly when it dropped. I don't know if it was last Friday or what. Um, but she just dropped a little EP called Introspection, and this is uh, track three called Where I Wander. Um, yeah, so we couldn't actually download the Umi track to put it into the podcast, but um, for making it this far, here's a um, freestyle from Chance, never heard before. <laughs> Uh, the wait is finally over. It's just me on this beat with double D and Hover. And we finna blow up like a supernova. Keep fucking with me. You gonna get popped like a soda, uh. But shout out to my nigga double D. He dunking on you niggas and your bitch dancing on me. She looking like a stripper as she climbing like a tree. Man, nigga, we so motherfucking G. But you gotta admit that this shit run. Not trying to make a living. I just do it for fun. But I don't know what the future holds. I don't know what's to come. How this thing, nigga, under the fucking sun. But hold up. Just wait a minute. This our first one. It's only the beginning. Hope to be great one day like John Lennon. And don't worry about my mixtape, nigga. It's already finished. Podcast over, dog.